Hi, I'm Rowdy McLean and this is the Play A Bigger Game podcast where we bring you tips, tricks and ideas on how you can play a bigger game. The other thing that we do is we bring you interviews with people who have played a bigger game and dig into their stories about what their experience is like and how they've gone about playing a bigger game. And today we've got an absolutely awesome guest on. We've got somebody who was responsible for winning 12 gold medals but doesn't have one himself. Today's guest is the coach of the Australian Women's Rugby Sevens team who won the gold medal at the Rio Olympics just a few weeks ago. Please uh, introduce yourself, Tim. Tell us a little bit about you. By the way, our guest is Tim Walsh. I don't know whether I mentioned that. How are you, mate? Very well, thanks, Rowdy. Um, yeah, it was yeah, just over a month ago um, when the girls had that uh, very momentous occasion and um, came away with an Olympic gold medal, something which um, you know they'd been working on as a, as a group for about four years, or a lot of them four years, and um, sort of culminated into um, a magnificent uh, event and, and memory which we'll cherish forever. Four years is a long time to work at winning something or achieving or knocking over a goal, and we'll dig into that in a little while. But uh, it's a tragic thing that all of the girls get a gold medal, but the coach doesn't get one. <laughs> it's the number one question I get asked, actually, is, uh, yeah, did I get a gold medal? But, um, look, uh, you know, it's, the reality is it's it's a material thing. I know it's a beautiful piece of gold, <laughs> and that's what we're all trying to chase, but it's... Uh, it, it, it's the memories and the experiences that uh, you know that, that really um, sort of define that moment. So there's plenty of videos and, and, and photos and stuff that uh, I can have those memories with. But I tell you, what, I'll never ever forget the um, the faces of uh, jubilation on the players and the players' parents and, and, and the staff and, and the feeling that I got from it as well. It's just um, you know I don't think uh, any gold medal could um, sort of uh, replicate that. Yes. Pretty awesome experience, and the beauty of it is that the girls have all got gold medals, but uh, they weren't the coach. There was only one coach on the day. There was 12 players, but only one coach. So you've got a really unique place in history because, like, uh, in in swimming, somebody can go out and swim the 400 metres and break a world record, and then four years later, somebody else can come and swim faster and break the record. But for you, nobody will ever, ever, ever again be the first person to coach a women's rugby team to the gold medal at the Olympics. You were the first person to ever do it. No, Somebody will do it again, no doubt, but you were the first person ever. That must be pretty satisfying. It does sound good when you say it like that, really. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think I never yeah, never really thought of it like that, but uh, to be involved in it and, uh, and, and to lead it was pretty... Um, uh, pretty special and um, you know humbled to be to be involved in it. The other thing is, you, you guys just didn't win the gold medal. You actually won the World Cup or the World Championship a few years beforehand as well. Is that true? Uh, in two thousand nine, there was a World Cup, um, which the back then was very amateur amateur sport. That was the first the first um, women's World Cup, and then the World Series um, started in two thousand and twelve. And uh, I took over as head coach in, in 2013, and we won the first tournament in, in Dubai. And then, um, sort of from from then on in, um, the team 
sort of took shape and um, became gave itself an, an identity and a style of play and um, you know we themed each season in terms of our growth and um, sort of leading into that that final year which we um, themed dominance and destiny and in, in that season we won the HSBC World Series um, so we went into the Olympics as the number one um, so a bit of out of pressure there and then obviously at the Olympics um, you know performed to our to our capabilities and, and walked away with uh, what I believe the team deserved. That's uh, that's pretty awesome. So dominance and destiny. How did you come up with that? Well, we sort of had um, sort of, well four years ago when I started, but three years ago as head coach, um, we were given the fortunate um, um, opportunity to go full time. So from that moment onwards, we. I had the opportunity to sort of shape and, and develop a team. Because it was a pretty much a clean slate, it was to try and look at our, our points of difference as, as a team, how the game's going to trend, where, where was gonna have, we're going to have the biggest impact in being able to lead those trends um, and, you know, find those points of difference. So our, first, our first one was um, platform and establishment, and that was to sort of really set a, set a foundation around what we want to be, um, how we want to be perceived and how to be a professional athlete because, you know, the girls, very young, some of them sort of plucked out of school, um, others, you know, quitting their um, high-paying jobs and becoming professional athletes. So it was like a, a foundation year which, um, which was really successful. We ended up second in the World Series. We won a couple of uh, World Series tournaments and found out a lot about ourselves. And the second year was the Olympic qualifying year, and that was um, about growth and leadership. Um, we wanted to grow, um, certainly as, as as a team and as players, but in order to take that next level into into um, Olympic champions, we needed to have um, strong leaders within the team, so we had to d- develop um, leadership, but also lead lead what happens within the game. We wanted to be sort of thought leaders, thought provokers, and leaders, um, you know, in, when people think about women's sevens, they think about the Australian team. Um, and uh, we ended up qualifying. Um, we won, again, won a couple of tournaments, um, namely the one in, at Twickenham in London, which was uh, quite a memorable one for us, and then followed that on with the final in Amsterdam and gave us the qualification for the Olympics. And that put us in a really good, really good position to um, go into that third year with some very experienced players, you know, having an sort of third World Series, fourth World Series. Um, they knew how to win um, and, uh, you know, took their game to the next level. And then we had, we had strong leaders in the team as well. And uh, we won the first three tournaments um, of that season, which sort of catapulted us into the number one position. Um, we blooded a few young players as well to give them experience. But then going into the Olympics, we had a, a really – um, experienced team, strong leaders, um, and a real point of difference in the way that we play the game, um, and we're in form. So it was um, dominance and destiny, and um, yeah, it was. It's very rare that things sort of unfold exactly how you how you planned, and that was uh, uh, certainly an enjoyable moment. But um, it wasn't a uh, a fluke. It was certainly a lot of uh, a lot of hard work and preparation and and, and planning that went into 
to, to attaining that result. It's interesting, isn't it, that you know, I speak at a lot of conferences and stuff, and, and quite often they have an Olympic medalist or somebody who's really successful along, and often the audience says, oh, I can't really relate to that because I can't imagine what it would be like to be old and never be in that position, so I can't imagine myself in that position. But I love the way that you've just broken down four years of planning to achieve a goal into simple steps, simple uh, ways of focusing each year so that you made the next transition, made progress through to the next level and got and got better. So that's something that anybody can do, can't they? Like, um, I don't know about you, but I have a word for every year. My word for this year is contribution and, and focusing on that has really driven me to a whole different level in the stuff that I do. I love the way that you did that. Did you did you choose those words, or did the team choose those words? How did you come about? No, they, yeah, no, those those words are, are mine. We do have a, um, a a vision statement and a like a a team logo or team acronym, which um, we developed as a team. But um, the the themes are generally. You know, come from or well, generally they do. They they come from they come from me. I think, particularly in those early days, they didn't have the you know the experience as professional athletes to to um, you know understand. I guess, but now you know they've had four years now. They're successful athletes. I think a lot of these girls are going to come through and be be leaders in in sport and in you know sports admin if they do choose to to go down that route. Um, but the, yeah, like I, as I touched on there, the um, the way that we're uh, perceived and our and our identity and how we how we live day to day and around our performance was certainly developed um, as a group and, and led by led by the team and uh, sort of breaking it down into sort of years take it down again further we're a very we're a process driven team um, that are performance based so we you know have those processes or steps to go forward and we never really focus on on a gold medal, we focus on on performance. We look at our, our detail and, our, and how we get there, and that we know that um, we do those things, we will perform. And a byproduct of our performance is going to be winning. And we certainly had that belief because we we done it. We went through those seasons. We'd won tournaments. We'd won world championships. So there was there was no uh, there was no doubt that we could do it. And they sort of held that composure. Um, you know, throughout that, throughout the Olympic Games as well. And again, there's something fantastic that uh, listeners can use, right? So, having a goal, but not necessarily focusing on the goal. So, having a goal and focusing on the processes that you need to put in place to achieve the goal, which is essentially what you just said, right? Exactly. Yeah, we um, think a lot of times, and I certainly as a as a player, um, probably fell into that trap. Was always looking at. Um, Looking at the result as a, as opposed to how to get there, and if uh, you know step by step, um, looking at those things, and you know if you achieve those, you'll you'll get the result. So if you just focus on the process, um, you know that's well that's how we operate, and it's uh, it's been successful. Uh, it's worked pretty well for you. Yeah, and I think the other thing that's, that that uh, is really clear that you made clear right is when you say that the coach chooses those things. Anybody can get a coach. Like, you can get a coach to lose weight. You can get a coach to write a book. You can get a coach to look after your finances. And if you're going to get a coach, get the best coach you can and then listen to what they say. Like, sometimes 
the coach just knows the best thing, right? And in this case, that was true of the scenario you were in. You've got a young team, um, some of them new to professional sport. Sometimes a coach just has to say, this is the way to do it. Yeah, I think certainly run a, um, certainly not a autocratic um, style, but, and I, and I, I'm more of a transformational and servant leader. Like I, I, I work for them, but um, yeah, I'm in this position because I've got a bit of experience. Um, I know that I know the game of sevens uh, well, and um, it, it took a lot of time to to gain their trust and and respect. But um, when you when you get results and you and you know, um, well, they know what I you know I'm working for them, and they and, and they know it that it's uh, you sort of forge a, that relationship that enables uh, everyone to to perform and sort of that's the ideal of the team is to is to create the environment where individuals have the opportunity to perform at their at their best and sort of hit hit that or struck that balance of uh, of, of trust and, and respect and belief that you know that some things I know better and some things they know better and we and we learn to have each other and challenged um, each other, but um, we were all off the same page, which was uh, which was the, the most satisfying thing. When did you think you were a, a, a really good shot of winning the gold medal? Did you think that for ages behind, or did you turn up at the Olympics, play a couple of games, and go, you know what, we've got this? No, I just had very rarely you get these feelings, but as much as three years ago, I just had this really strong feeling and and. And, and belief that you know this is something, something that w- it's just going to happen. Like you know, you, you use the word destiny, but I really do believe that. And you know, I, along that along that way, um, you know, I was sort of with the with the men's team, and um, you know, approached about coaching coaching the men at two times. And a lot of people will probably think, you know, why didn't you do it? But I just I just knew. What we were doing here and the amount of fun that we were having, that we were that we were going to do it, and I think that was half the, not half the problem, but having that belief is a real powerful, um, a real powerful um, asset to have. And uh, you know, when everybody has that belief, you're very hard to stop. But I, I think we had a very good balance of um, intelligence. Um, we were certainly fit, really high skill, and then we added all those other things along the way with those sort of themed years and again sort of three years ago I wrote down what we would require to win a gold medal and it was a certain amount of experience, a certain amount of winning experience, a certain amount of depth um, and sort of some, some key key factors in, in certain players. You know, every year when we um, sort of reviewed that and and looked at it, we were either exceeding it or, or right on it. So, again... Um, pleasing that it all unfolded the way that we planned yeah yeah but it's uh, it's incredible the power of having the right plan and then seeing the right plan unfold and like, were you uh, like in the in the final game against the kiwis were you worried at any stage like they got off to a pretty good start yeah they did and um i think sevens is such a a, a seesaw game well sport is um and you know, one one try at the beginning of the game. There was two or three minutes of uh, a pretty heavy assault, but we held it. And very often in in, in rugby, um, you know, if you hold out, hold out, hold out, um, you know, it takes one one drop of the ball by them or one mistake, and you can go the length length of the field. 
So I wasn't certainly wasn't wasn't worried at all, and the way that they way that we defended, um, so it gave me some a lot of confidence in uh, in the attitude and and uh, you know their, their will. But I knew again we had the the composure of a of a of a of a winning team. I knew that we we've experienced tough situations before and um, sort of come out the right way. So no one looked no one looked worried. No one no one was panicking. Everyone sort of held their held their nerve and um, again just followed followed our process, followed our game plan and um, the result will come. Pretty awesome result at that. If we talk about going through the hard times and uh, everybody does, if you've got a if you've got to lift one of the players up, how do you go about that? Like, how do you, how do you if somebody's, I was going to say drop the ball, but that's, I meant in, in their attitude, not in playing the game. How, how do you get somebody back in the game mentally? Um, you have a, have a chat with them about everyone in their, you know, in their career is going to have ups and downs. You can't always be um, at your best as, as a team and as an individual. And um, we use visual visual stimulation quite a fair bit um so it's pulling out you know 10 to 20 clips of uh of some you know some fantastic plays that that, that player's done and just sort of sit down and with them and 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 watch them so it's like a, it's a positive reinforcement about you know you don't just um you can lose form but you don't lose you don't lose class and it's just a a form slump and you just got to keep chipping away at it and uh and you get that sort of belief back, and you're always one one game away from from being back on back on top. And it happens in a tournament. You know, we can go from like USA. We ended up we almost lost, came through in a in a draw. Um, but that was our that was our bad game, and you know to be out of true champion, sort of bounce back from it. But it's just it's positive reinforcement, and and um, you know finding instilling that um, belief that. Uh, that you know they are they are class, and you know here's some footage to to prove it, and it, it's okay not to not to be in 100 percent form all the time. It's impossible, and you will drop the ball. Yeah, so focus focus on when you've done things well, done things right, where you've been making progress, getting ahead, and that'll drag you out of the slump that you're in. That's right. And uh, in a minute, I want to um, ask you what, what's your personal views on getting ahead in life you know but before we do that what's next for you guys so you've been pretty successful now does the team fall apart and you create a new one or do you go on to bigger and better things what's what's on the horizon um well we're pretty fortunate in that the team is still still very young we had an average age of 22 or early 23 in at the olympics there's some great young players coming through but the reality is the core of this team um, will be around in 2020. Um, but, you know, prior to that, we've got a World Series next year, um, the Commonwealth Games, and well, the World Series is every year, but we've got a World Series, Com Games, uh, a World Cup, um, and then the, the takeover in 2020 again. So there's a lot to look forward to. Um, but the biggest thing for us is, is how we perform next year you know we've come off or next season we've come off such a such a great year and uh, a great um, high with the Olympics that what's what we really want to uh, make sure that we do is have some solid K1 
character and really define ourselves as a team um, next year and um, make sure that we don't become complacent and that we remember what got us to to where we are now and uh, that hard work which we enjoy doesn't doesn't stop we got to keep moving forward and uh, and um, basically what's going to happen next year is going to define us as a as a real strong uh, or stronger team so do you have your two words for next year yet Character. Character. I thought that when you when you were talking about character just then, I thought that that might <laughs> pop up. And I suppose there's going to be a level of respect as well, respect for where you've come and what you've achieved, but also what you've got to do next. Yeah, I mean, we've, there's various different things that we'll be challenging this year with with the the added um, uh, attention that, that we've got, the added exposure. Um, it's yeah, making sure that we're um, you know maintaining our you know keeping each other grounded and like I said before, just not forgetting why we're in this position and and what we need to do to you know to stay on the, on the top of the game. So that was a good segue into your personal views on how individuals can play a bigger game in life. Have you got a philosophy that you live by or that you share with your friends and family? Yeah, a big one for me is just enjoying the hard work. I just, I just know if I, if I have one of those days where I don't, don't really work hard or don't really achieve that much, I just feel flat and, and just really sort of down on myself and, the, you know the uh, the feeling I get after really I've worked really hard and um, and given it everything I can I can sleep well at night and um, you know making sure that you actually work your hard the right things is uh, is important too but you know I just um, you know really I enjoy working hard and that's sort of my philosophy is you know one the enjoyment but you generally get it out of um, out of, out of achieving, but you know, actually putting in an effort and and uh, and you know, reaping the rewards should they come. Enjoy the hard work. So that's uh, Tim's motto for uh, the listeners for the Play Bigger Game podcast. Find some way to enjoy the hard work. I reckon that's a great idea because uh, last week's podcast I talked about uh, Kurt Fernley and uh, after he won his silver medal in the Paralympics, he said. Winning the medals and stuff when you come first, that's that's easy. But the most enjoyable part is the hard journey getting through that. And so you're singing much the same songbook, you know. Learn to enjoy the hard stuff. And I think everybody, if they can learn to to enjoy the moments in the hard stuff, knowing that the good stuff comes on the back of it, they can find a way to enjoy it. And and the other thing is, I like the fact that when you're talking about the team, you talk about having fun. That's an integral part of making progress. If it's all hard work and frowns, you're not going to get anywhere. That's exactly right. And that's a massive thing with our team as well. Um, You'll often see us preparing for games and you'd you'd think that we're at a nightclub sometimes. Music's music's blaring, you know, everyone's singing and I can look like an idiot, but we're really enjoying ourselves and um, that's that's how we perform. We really do enjoy what we do and that philosophy of enjoying the hard work certainly instilled in it you know when it's raining or pouring you know flooding or it's hot you know that's when we stand up and and you know put a smile on our face and just think you know who else is doing this and 
we make every situation um, enjoyable. We try to and, you know, enjoy challenging each other. Mate, I've just been listening to you for 25 minutes and, and no wonder you won the gold medal. I can hear the passion and the energy and the focus and the commitment and the process just in this 25 minutes. You should write a book, I reckon. <laughs> just, I just want to finish with a question without notice, right? Because uh, I think having fun, enjoyment, you know, hard work, all of those things we weave together today. I think the question without notice for you is tell me one thing that's made you smile today. Um, I had, uh, I had, uh, we, had a, we had a game again this morning with the uh, recruit, like a, a recruit week. So looking for our sort of next, uh, next, um, stars to come out really testing them and they, and they played against um, some of our contracted girls and um, the, the rest of the players, the basically girls that went to Rio, all, all came out um, and we're just supporting everybody out there, you know, really, you know, supporting the, the girls that were there, you know, trying to impress and fight for a contract and the girls that were, that were testing them, but they were, they were all out there, didn't need to be and um, it just sort of, again, just sort of brought that sort of what a what a what a team I have uh, to be involved in such a great bunch of uh, individuals to to uh, to be out there and and enjoy themselves it's awesome culture you must have if you didn't ask those girls to turn up and do that and they did it of their own accord that shows a great underlying culture in the in the team doesn't it yeah and the, yeah but they were, they were vocal they weren't just there watching they were supporting and, uh, you know, giving advice even, you know, at little breaks we had, you know, coming over and just, you know, giving some advice to some of the younger girls. So, yeah, it was, uh, that made me smile. But uh, it's been awesome talking to you on the Play a Bigger Game podcast. The guy who helped 12 other people get the very first gold medal in women's rugby sevens at the Rio Olympics. Tim Walsh, thanks for being on the Play a Bigger Game podcast. Pleasure. Thanks for having me.